When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. You can listen to this show on demand on Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and Spotify. And follow us at right now, Jim Dawes, on Twitter. If you want to email me, you can do that at rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. And if you want to leave a voicemail that we can use on the program on a current topic or question, you can call in at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Keep it short and to the point, and we'll use it on a future program. Man, oh man, oh man. You know, I, uh, I'm an American first nationalist, not a white nationalist. That's why they've got me all jammed up over there at Facebook and Twitter. Because I admit to being a nationalist, I think the best way to organize any populations to ensure their security and prosperity is through the nation state. I am not advocating that we have a nation of white people. But because I'm a nationalist and I'm white, Facebook has got me jammed up and tossed in, uh, as uh, the Southern Poverty Law Centers want to do, with uh, white supremacists and Ku Klux Klan and all that bullshit. But, um, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you watch what's going on, you wonder uh, about the future of this country. And I think it's uh, very clear that the Democrat Party has been overtaken by, well, let's just uh, say it clearly, communists. This is the same type of movement that led to the great purges in communist China and Russia before that, that led to the re-education camps and the gulags, the starvation and the murder of over 100 million people in the last century. That same ideology, that same self-righteous fervor that took hold there has taken hold in our country. And you would think that the American people would have the sense and wherewithal to reject it. But we're going on three generations now where people are not getting an education of their history, not getting a, a training in American civics, We're being told that our history and our culture and traditions in this country are somehow morally retarded. And they've allowed themselves to be roped in for fear of uh, being condemned as a racist or, or something else. 
And now the uh, Communist Democrat Party is on the march. They've installed uh, judges that are absolutely doing everything in their power to tear down this country. Anytime the ACLU wants to implement a policy that is uh, designed to advance this march toward communism, they just run to these San Francisco Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals judges and they know that they can get a ruling no matter how ridiculous it is. And of course, you probably heard that yesterday uh, a judge in San Francisco ruled completely without authority that this president can't control immigration by requiring asylum seekers to apply in Mexico. Absolutely outrageous, has no basis in law. It's simply his left-wing worldview. And now one of the last remaining tools that this administration had to try to secure the border and stem the tide of this, uh, these waves and waves of caravans taking advantage of the Flores settlement, another ridiculous ACLU leftist judge legacy that says we can't hold people longer than 20 days at the border while they await their asylum hearing. It is an absolute meltdown on the border. And listen, I understand why the president is frustrated. I don't understand why he hasn't implemented the same authorities that allowed him to implement the travel ban that's already been ruled on by the Supreme Court in his favor. To just say that uh, the situation on the southern border is absolutely out of control. We're we're, uh, not taking any more um, immigration applications until we get a handle on it and work through the backlog. I think he could do that, of course. ACLU and these other left-wing Marxist communist groups. I'm going to start using that word communist. They don't uh, uh, balk in the least at accusing people who disagree with them of being racist and white supremacists. And so we've been using the word Marxist because they are Marxists and the founding of the, the foundations of communism is Marxism. But we're going to have to take the gloves off and just start calling them what they are. These are communists. The Democrat Party has become a communist party. Their, their uh, intention and if you, if you watch any of these candidates that are running, you can see it quite clearly with their reparations and their open borders and their uh, socialism. Their intention is to tear down this country. They are communists. They're reds. They intend to take us down the same path of re-education camps and gulags and cultural purges that you saw in red China and Russia before that. And the inevitable end of it will be exactly what happened there. Slaughter, re-education camps, starvation, deprivation, loss of freedoms. We're to the point now where this is no longer uh, playing around. They mean to destroy this country. And the, the sooner people wake up and realize that, and they will stop at nothing. They will cheat at the ballot box. They will use judges to implement 
their um, their policies when they can't get them through the legislative process. And all of it, all of it is designed to weaken and uh, ultimately destroy the historic nation of the United States. So the president fired Christian Nielsen. Now, I never uh, thought Christian Nielsen was well-suited to be the Department of Homeland Security secretary in this day and age. She's a very capable and articulate and a decent woman. She's a Washington bureaucrat. But she was not uh, what we needed for the face of this uh, this existential battle for the survival of America at that Department of Homeland Security position. John Kelly, I thought, was perfectly suited for that job. And I thought it was a huge mistake to take him out of the Department of Homeland Security and put him over there as chief of staff. He was perfectly suited as DHS secretary, and he was perfectly ill-suited as the chief of staff. So, you know, I've got a lot of, uh, I've got a lot of beefs with the president too. He's supposed to be a genius at uh, personnel moves and I haven't, I, I haven't seen it. So I thought uh, that it's a shame that he put Nielsen in an untenable situation. She did the best she could under her understanding of of how the department's supposed to operate it's not nearly aggressive enough she is uh somewhat uh conciliatory and tries to um you know build consensus and it just wasn't working at this point the only thing that will prevail in that position is the taste for confrontation and and uh, and fight and she had fight in her but the way she was abused The way she was abused by the communist Democrats was just absolutely horrendous. So I've got some clips I'm going to play for you here. I'm going to start out with Secretary Nielsen. Um, She's speaking to a conference of sheriffs, and she's pushing back on these lies that the Democrats perpetrated that, um, that we were putting children in cages just an outright bold-faced lie. It never, never had any truth to it. They were trying to, um, they were, they were having to comply with this Flores agreement that said that they had to separate the children from the parents. They couldn't hold the, the children in, uh, in detention along with the parents. And when they uh, implemented this Flores agreement under the the. Obama administration, they knew exactly what the results of this would be. Everybody would have to be released into the interior of the country. But they're ripping babies from the arms of their mothers. What a bunch of crock. There is no American citizen in this country that gets to take their children to jail with them. Every year, hundreds of thousands of American citizens across this country are separated from their children when they're sent to pretrial detention or, or to jail. If there's not a spouse or, or, or uh, somebody else to take care of that child, they're placed with relatives, distant relatives, or in foster homes or in group care, just exactly the same thing that was happening with these children. So here's uh, Christian Nielsen trying to push back against this mythology that the communist Democrats created 
that children were being caged and ripped from the arms of their mothers. It is important to note that these minors are very well taken care of. Don't believe the press. They are very well taken care of. You know this, as many of you have detention facilities of your own. We operate according to some of the highest standards in the country. We provide food, medical, education, and all needs that the child requests. Let's be honest. There are some who would like us to look the other way when dealing with families at the border and not enforce the law passed by Congress, including, unfortunately, some members of Congress. Past administrations may have done so, but we will not. We do not have the luxury of pretending that all individuals coming to this country as a family unit are in fact a family. We have to do our job. We will not apologize for doing for our job. We have sworn to do this job. This administration has a simple message. If you cross the border illegally, we will prosecute you. If you make a false immigration claim, we will prosecute you. If you smuggle illegal aliens across an extraordinarily dangerous journey, we will prosecute you. But I have also made clear you do not need to break the law of this country by entering illegally to claim asylum. If you are seeking asylum, go to a port of entry. For months, staff at CBP ICE and USCIS and I have been on. It's absolutely uh, the, the, their newest line. These these communist Democrats are that uh, they're shooting these children up with drugs. Well, you you will recall there were a couple of deaths among these migrants after they they marched them across Mexico. These uh, these children that show up have not been vaccinated, and they are uh, suffering from uh, third world diseases. And a couple of them that showed up in the desert out there in Texas, although they were provided uh, health care and sent to health care facilities, they died in CBP custody. So the immediate, immediate scream w- went up that uh, the Border Patrol is allowing children to die in their custody as if they, that was their intention. And so now they've deployed uh, medical personnel from the Coast Guard to go along with CBP to provide health care to these children once they arrive. And if they're sick, they're administering medications. And so now you've got uh, uh, Ilhan Omar and Ocasio-Cortez and Tlaib um, from Minnesota saying, oh, they're, they're shooting these children up with drugs. Yeah, they're medicating them because they're showing up ill. You lie and have to remember that I'm on the radio. So the uh, the replacement for Christian Nielsen, and and uh, again, I say I, I wish her all the best. Uh, they're trying to black blacklist her, as they are trying to blacklist any other uh, members of the Trump campaign. Another communist tactic: try to destroy your political enemies, uh, uh, intimidate them by trying to take to, uh, take away their ability to earn their livelihood. But the replacement that they have in mind is um, Kevin McLennan, McLennan, M-C, capital A-L-L-E-E-N-A-N, McLennan. So Mark Morgan, who's a former director of the Customs and Border Patrol, was on Fox talking about uh, the suitability uh, of McLennan. 
Well, I think anytime you have a change at that level, I, I think it kind of gives a, a jump start and maybe a new direction. And what I'll say about Kevin is he's an extremely intelligent guy. I used to joke around he's lost more IQ points than I'll ever have. And what he brings that's unique is over a decade of specific border security experience. And he's very skilled at kind of managing D.C. politics on both sides of the aisle. So it, it's, it's a good fit. So some are being critical of Kristen Nielsen saying that she really wasn't ready for the job because her background is in cybersecurity. Tell us about McAleen and what's his background and uh, why do you think he'll be great for the job? Again, so he served as the deputy commissioner of CBP before he became commissioner. So he was there on the ground floor, and I was actually with him in a different capacity in 2014 when this influx and this crisis began of, of uh, unaccompanied minor and uh, family units. So he's been there on the ground floor and has seen this and been there every day working hard uh, since 2014 through this crisis from the start to where we're at now. So I think he brings that, that, that unique perspective. So he's an Obama. A holdover, so he was able to win over the president, at least for now. So you'd say it doesn't matter who's at top as long as two things are in place. And we should wrap this thing up into legislation and get it started right away. The Flores Agreement and the TBPRA. Describe exactly what they are and how Congress could change these two things quickly. Okay, so quickly, the Flores Settlement, basically what it does is it mandates DHS by law to release kids within 20 days. So that means they come in, that's the half part of the catch and release. The other part, the TVPRA, what that does is if you come in as an unaccompanied minor, if you're from Mexico or Canada, we get to send you back. But if you're from Central America, we can't, we keep you. So the, the Flores Settlement plus TVPRA together equals catch and release. DHS, they can't do anything about that congress has to fix that those, those laws right could, could see this uh, this tactic of the democrats the communist democrats I, i'm going to start putting those two words together every time i say them the tactic is you've got this flores agreement that says you can't hold children over 20 days and if you place the children in uh, foster homes or with relatives or group homes or anything like that then you're ripping children from their parents because their parents are still in detention. They absolutely want as many of these migrants from Central America and anywhere else because they're, uh, the rest of the world is starting to get a clue now, and they're showing up in Mexico to march across the border and turn themselves into CBP as well. Then you've got de facto open borders. I mentioned uh, a while back that uh, the abuse, absolute low-life abuse that Kristen Nielsen had taken from these communist Democrats. And here's just a sample of how low they're willing to go to, to try to advance their communist agenda. This is Luis Gutierrez. She's got uh, the Kristen uh, Nielsen testifying before the House, trying to beseech them to come up with a legislative framework that will allow the administration to uh, secure the border, they absolutely uh, refuse to do that, and they're not going to do that. As long as we've got Democrats in charge of the House, there is not going to be any legislative relief to this issue. But this is Luis Gutierrez. Just absolutely abusing uh, Secretary Nielsen. Thank God. Shame on everybody that separates children and allows them to stay at the other side of the border, fearing death. Fearing hunger, fearing sickness, shame on us. 
for wearing our badge of Christianity during Christmas and allow the secretary to come here and lie. Thank you. Time of the gentleman has expired. The secretary would care to respond to any of that. Only then to say that calling me a liar are fighting words. I'm not a liar. We've never had a policy for family separation. I'm happy to walk the gentleman through it again. A policy of family separation would mean that any family that I encountered in the interior, I would separate. It would mean that any family that I found at a port of entry, I would separate. It would mean that every single family that I found illegally crossing, we would separate. We did none of those. What we did do is uphold the laws that Congress has passed, and we prosecuted those who choose to come here illegally. As far as not being compassionate, let me just tell you what I have done. And of course, he couldn't be bothered to stay, so I'm happy to tell the rest of the committee. Uh, what we have done is we have worked extensively with the Northern Triangle countries to find ways to help vulnerable populations as soon in their journey as possible. The current system puts them at the hands of those who prey on them and who abuse them. See, that's what I'm talking about, uh, Secretary Nielsen, not well-suited. Uh, she was right. Those were fighting words, but her response didn't reflect that. She should she should not have called him a gentleman. He's no gentleman. He's a low life scumbag of the highest order. And uh, and her response to him should have been equally as uh, insulting. She she absolutely should have called him out as a uh, a, a demagogue and a. Um, a radical that has somehow been sent to our, our our Congress. We've got a whole bunch of them in there now, Democrat radicals, communist Democrat radicals. But they're talking about putting putting Kevin McAllenan, <laughs> having the hardest time pronouncing that name, uh, in her position temporarily. I I want him to appoint Chris Kobach, former Secretary of State for Kansas and one of the strongest and most knowledgeable person on, uh, on these issues surrounding immigration in our country. And he appeared on Tucker Carlson's show last night. He had a, a list of th- three things that he would do to immediately address the uh, crisis on the border. Uh, first three things I would do to address this current uh, problem on the border is, number one, we would publish the uh, final version of the, of the uh, regulation that settles the Flores settlement. It supersedes yeah. the Flores settlement. Basically, it allows, it stipulates how the United States can detain an entire uh, family unit together so you wouldn't have separation of families and you could right. detain them for as long as is necessary. That could be done tomorrow. Second thing is I would deploy the thousands of FEMA trailers uh, either to border cities or to uh, military bases in Texas and Arizona and set up processing centers. Instead of just turning loose these bogus asylum applicants onto the American streets never to be seen again, uh, let's put them in in, uh, mobile homes, let's process their claims, ship the immigration judges in, have the claims processed right there. As soon as their claim is denied, put them on a passenger plane and fly them right back home. Word will get out in the villages back home. Hey, it it doesn't work to get in these caravans anymore. You're not going to be released into the United States. And then the third thing uh, that I would do is uh, publish a regulation that, that tells Mexico, in so many words, uh, no, your, your illegal aliens in the United States cannot send remittances home anymore. You can't wire things through uh, Western Union. We could do that with a Treasury regulation and then tell Mexico, look, that, me- that regulation is going to take effect and become final unless you sign a third country, safe, safe third country agreement like we have with Canada so that any asylum applicant has to, the first safe country they set foot in, namely Mexico, 
they have to apply there for asylum. They can't walk all the way through Mexico and then say, oh, we're applying for asylum here in the United States. I do, I do those three things right away, keep building the wall, and then there's about 50 other executive actions. But those, those, all of those things will be attempted to be blocked by the, uh, the left-wing judges uh, being appealed to by the communists over the ACLU in the service of the Democrat Party. Oh, man. It just, I can't believe we're allowing our country to be uh, destroyed by these people. And it's their absolute intention. Well, starting today, Tar River Arms and Mojo 5 have teamed up to give away a Smith & Wesson Bodyguard 380 handgun. That's a fine weapon. It's got a laser sight on it. It's a, a six-shot 380 semi-automatic. You can find out more and register to win at mojo50.com slash register to win. That address again is mojo50.com register to win. You need to get in there and get your uh, get your registration in. This is stainless steel. It's a black polymer frame with a capacity of seven rounds. It comes with two magazines. That address again, it's mojo50.com slash register to win. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to take another look at this uh, merging Democrat presidential field and, uh, and just illustrate how far left they have really gone right after these messages on right now. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is... Hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Don't forget to go to, over there to mojo50.com slash register to win to register for this giveaway of a Smith & Wesson Bodyguard 380 handgun, seven-round capacity with a polymer frame and a laser sight. Everybody needs to fully avail themselves of our Second Amendment protections because we are on a, uh, a downward trajectory and all uh, patriotic citizens who support the Constitution need to take advantage of the protections often offered in the Second Amendment so we can protect all the rest of our God-given rights. Well, if you've been watching this Democrat party dumpster fire 
17 declared candidates now, each trying to outdo each other in the cultural Marxist policy prescriptions, open borders, socialism, guaranteed jobs, guaranteed housing, free health care, free college tuition. It's an absolute bidding war of, of how quickly they can destroy this country. And their latest fair-haired child that they're putting forward is this homosexual um, mayor from South Bend, Indiana, Pete Buttajug, Buttajug, Buttigieg. And, uh, you know, he's, he's making his tour of all of these uh, um, opposition media outlets where they tee up softball questions and fawn over him and New York Times and the Washington Post you know, talk about what a transformational character he is. He is nothing of the sort. He's just more of the same, absolute pandering to uh, the far left of the Democrat Party. These guys have gone so far left that they can't possibly come back to the middle after the primaries. It just won't work. They're leaving a trail of video clips in their uh, wake that show just how radical they really are and Buttigieg is uh, has taken to uh, condemning the president and the vice president saying that uh, they must not believe in God Buttigieg's point is uh, well God made me this way and if, if you don't uh, you know agree wholeheartedly with the homosexual agenda the LGBTQIA agenda and then his line is uh, God made me this way well you know God put temptation in all of our hearts. The key is knowing right from wrong and resisting that temptation. So here is uh, here is Buddha gig, Buddha gig, on with um, lazy eye Chuck Todd, attacking the president's uh, religious beliefs. For the better part of my lifetime. You said something rather strong about the president, that you said it's hard to look at his actions and believe that they are the actions of somebody who believes in God. Rather strong. Rather strong. I, I think he doesn't believe in God. I'm morally virtuous, and the president doesn't believe in God. Rather strong about the president, that you said it's hard to look at his actions and believe that they are the actions of somebody who believes in God. How do you square that assessment with the fact that the evangelical Christian community is so devoted to his candidacy? Well, wait a second. Let's say, how do you square that with your lifestyle? How do you square that with your belief in late-term abortion? How do you square that with any of your uh, far-left communist prescriptions? But he's going to say, well, how do you square that with the evangelicals supporting the president? How do you square that assessment with the fact that the evangelical Christian community is so devoted to his candidacy? Well, it's uh, it's something that really frustrates me because the hypocrisy is unbelievable. Here you hypocrisy. Oh my God! This is a guy that believes in late-term abortion, ripping children from their mother's womb at the time of delivery and killing the baby, killing a fully formed child of God. And he wants to talk about Trump being a hypocrite. The reason the evangelical community support Trump so much is because he is the first and only one that has actually uh, kept his promises 
and tried to return this country to some sort of moral grounding. Is, is Donald Trump a failed human, a flawed human? Absolutely. Badly so. Many of us are. Pete Buttigieg has no business calling the president out, though. His beliefs are absolutely not just unchristian, but downright satanically evil. Evil. And he wants to adopt a mantle of, um, of religion. It's, uh, it's something that really frustrates me because the hypocrisy is unbelievable. Here you have somebody who uh, not only acts in a way that is not consistent with anything that I hear in Scripture or in church, where it's about uh, lifting up the least among us and taking care of strangers, which is another word for immigrants. Oh, we're going to take care of strangers, uh, immigrants, the whole damn world, billions of people. Charity begins at home. Jig. We can't help anybody if we become uh, what they're fleeing, which is what's happening to this country. These people are unbelievable. And this, this guy donning a mantle of, of righteousness while at the same ter- time supporting late-term abortion with anything that I hear in Scripture or in church, where it's about uh, lifting up the least among us and taking care of strangers, which is another word for immigrants, uh, and making sure that you're focusing your effort on the poor, but also personally how you're supposed to conduct yourself, not chest-thumping, look at Mm -hmm. me-ism, but humbling yourself before others, Uh, foot-washing. Oh, he thinks that the president should be more humble and engage in foot-washing. Well, there's, there are a lot of different t- uh, ways of expressing your love for God, and one of them is being strong and standing for, um, for the people you love, trying to protect them, not just uh, laying uh, docile and allowing everyone to be abused yourself before others. Uh, foot washing is one of the central images in the New Testament. Uh, and we see the diametric opposite of that in this presidency. I think there was uh, perhaps a cynical process where he decided to, for example, begin to pretend to be pro-life and govern. Pretend to be bro- pro-life and govern, govern that way. He is absolutely governed pro-life. And to tell you the truth, the Christian community is so desperate to try to save these babies that they're not at this point. They don't care if he actually believes it in his heart. They're desperate for someone who will fight for their cause. Why don't you, Buttigieg, go to the White House and offer to wash the president's feet? That's what you should do. You should humble yourself before the president of the United States. Give unto Caesar and wash the president's feet. That would prove what a, uh, a religious paragon you truly are, Buttigieg. We'll begin to pretend to be pro-life and govern accordingly, uh, which was good enough to, to bring many uh, evangelicals over to his side. But uh, even on the version of Christianity that you hear from the religious right, which is about sexual ethics, right. I can't believe that somebody who was caught writing hush money checks to adult film actresses is, is somebody they should be lifting up. So you, you, you pay a pornographic prostitute to not tell lies on you. And, and we have no reason to believe this woman. She obviously uh, had a picture 
of herself taken with the president. It may have happened. It may not have happened. We don't know. The president denies it. But she's got a financial interest in this. She's never made any finding that this actually happened. She's got no proof, no witnesses, no contemporaneous statements. She's been thoroughly dishonest in all of this. She blackmailed the president is what she did. But back to Buttigieg. Buttigieg. He's going to question other people's belief in God. And here's here's the same guy telling what he believes in. Do you support the late-term uh, abortion legislation that was passed in the New York State Legislature uh, as well as in Virginia? I don't think we need more restrictions right now. And, uh, you know, uh, what I've learned in Indiana, being at a place where, uh, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of my supporters even come from a different uh, place than I do, uh, being pro-choice, I just believe that when a woman is in that situation, uh, and when we're talking about some of those situations covered by that law, extremely difficult, painful, uh, uh, often medically uh, serious situations where the life or health of the mother is at stake, uh, the involvement of a male government official like me is not helpful. So the religiously pure Pete Buttigieg just lied to you there. There is no circumstance where it is medically necessary to murder a child being born. There is no circumstances uh, that protects the health or the well-being of the mother to kill that baby as it's being born. You heard the Virginia governor, Northrum, say exactly what the bill allowed. That bill allowed outright fanticide. We would deliver the baby, keep it comfortable, and then decide with the mother whether we were going to allow it to live or not. Pete Buttigieg's all on board with that. But he thinks the president's not humble enough to uh, to believe in God. What a hypocrite. What a disgusting disgusting human being. And then at the same time, we're supposed to listen to the uh, Marxist media tell us that this guy is, uh, you know, the, the golden child of the Democrat field. Unbelievable. Oh, he also wants to take away your Second Amendment rights. They all do. That should tell you exactly what they're up to. They want to disarm this country, they want to take away your God-given rights to defend yourself, first and foremost, from a tyrannical government, second, to protect your home, and third, to, uh, to hunt. And just like all of the other Democrats, he just wants to focus on whether or not people ought to be allowed to hunt, as if the founding fathers put the Second Amendment in there just for hunting all right, and the final question I want to ask you about was Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. You come from a Second Amendment state, some might argue, whatever that means to Whatever that means. Whatever that means. It means that you're allowed to keep and bear arms to protect yourself from an over, overarching tyrannical government that, that this country is well on the path of, of uh, having. Then protect your family. And, and put food on the table. It's not complicated. It's a God-given right. It does not come from government. It's simply enumerated in the Constitution as one of the rights that the go- that is 
given to us by God, the right to self-protection and freedom. And the government is uh, not to infringe upon it. Back to Buttigieg. Some might argue whatever that means to, 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 to folks. Um, do you think the Second Amendment, as it's written, prevents gun control the way the Supreme Court says it does? I don't think it has to, uh, because we've already decided within the framework of the Second Amendment that we're going to draw a line somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Shall not be infringed clearly doesn't mean that you're entitled to a nuclear weapon. I mean, somewhere in between a slingshot and a nuclear weapon, we're going to draw a line about what makes sense. In the same way that my right to free speech doesn't include yelling fire in a crowded theater, in the same way that, as one Supreme Court justice said, my right to swing my fist ends where somebody else's nose begins. This guy's an outright idiot. Yeah, you don't have a right to scream fire in a crowded theater because that's a breach of the peace. That's an abuse of your right to free speech. You don't have a right to hit somebody, uh, punch somebody in the nose because that's an abuse of your freedom. You don't have a right to take your gun and shoot somebody with it. That's an abuse of that freedom. But you absolutely have a right to have that weapon just the same way as you have a right to exercise free speech and self-defense. It's unbelievable the the sophomoric responses that they get, that they give to these questions, and are never challenged by this Marxist media. Control the way the Supreme Court says it does. I don't think it has to, uh, because we've already decided within the framework of the Second Amendment that we're going to draw a line somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Shall not be infringed clearly doesn't mean that you're entitled to a nuclear weapon. I mean, somewhere in between a slingshot and a nuclear weapon, we're going to draw a line about what makes sense. In this- and the Democrats want to draw that line into taking away your weapons. First, they want to say it's semi-automatics, which they classify as weapons of war, which is pure bull, designed only to appeal with, uh, to people with, um, with no understanding of weapons. If they had their way, you would literally, well, hell, you can just see where it's going. They're trying to ban knives now in Great Britain. And they would do it here because uh, the truth is far more people are killed with knives in this country than they are with with semi-automatic long guns. They want to disarm this populace and leave them docile and uh, and unprotected so that they can implement their communist plans. It's just as clear as uh, as it can be somewhere between slingshots and nuclear weapons. Yeah, we're way down the down the scale of that right now by being able to arm ourselves with semi-automatic rifles and pistols. But that's too much for the the left because that would give a free people a fighting chance weapon. We're going to draw a line about what makes sense in the same way that my right to free speech doesn't include yelling fire in a crowded theater in the same way that as one Supreme Court justice said, my right to swing my fist ends where somebody else's nose begins. Uh, there are common sense limits that a thinking society can live by while making. We've got common sense limits that a thinking society can live by right now. They don't need to be further reduced. They're the bare minimum that would be necessary for us to resist martial law or uh, or re-education camps or mass extermination. 
and I know this is uh, this is you know hard talk, but the truth of the matter is, you can see where this these this Democrat party's headed. They have absolutely no compunction at all about stealing votes and doing whatever is necessary to implement their radical leftist agenda. And if necessary, I have no, if they think it's necessary, I have no doubt that they would put people in re-education camps. No doubt at all. They're trying to destroy their political enemies, destroy their ability to make a living, destroy their ability to speak their mind, destroy their ability to defend themselves. And it won't stop until we stop it. That a thinking society can live by while making sure that we honor uh, the lifestyle of sporting, uh, which is where so many family bonds are created and just a deep mm-hmm. part of our tradition, uh, and the idea that people should be equipped to defend themselves if they need to. The, the sporting bond. The sporting bond is a, 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 a good side effect to the Second Amendment. It is not why the Second Amendment's in there. Second Amendment is in there so we can protect ourselves from what we're seeing in the rise of this Democrat Party. And one of the things they want to do is to to deprive you of your property so they can give it to other people. And this is not your typical sort of welfare that they're talking about. They're talking about direct transfer, taking money from you to give it to other people. And you've seen this with this talk of reparations. I don't even know how they, it's just a recipe for civil unrest to tell certain people that they're entitled to the money of other people because their ancestors suffered. First of all, what are you going to do with people of mixed race? Are you going to say, well, you're, you're uh, half black, so you only get half as much money? Well, hell, in that case, you're half black and you're half white. You can just pay yourself. Are you going to force people uh, who, whose ancestors fought and died to set uh, to end slavery? You're going to make them pay reparations as well. And when you ask these tough questions, they re- just retreat and say, "Well, we got to study this." You don't need any study. All you need to do is is recognize the truth that Black Americans are the most prosperous. Blacks on the planet, they hit the lottery when their parents were taken over here and enslaved. Their ancestors paid a terrible price. There's no doubt about it. But they haven't paid the price. They have been the beneficiaries of this. That's why you see uh, people, uh, Africans, trying desperately to get into this country because they want some of that good old white guilt. And you've got Andrew Yang now. He he is probably at some point going to break through as the the uh, the odds-on favorite because he's talking about a guaranteed income for everybody. He's he's gone right past. Oh, we're going to give you free health care and free college tuition and and guaranteed housing. The same, we're going to give you a thousand dollars a month. Vote for me, and I'll give you a thousand dollars a month. Well, hell, you combine that with food stamps and subsidized housing and all the other stuff, you 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 got a pretty good communist regime going right there. Andrew Yang. Here he is 
I think he's on with George Stephanopoulos. And and watch how softball the questions are. They, I mean, there no no questions of how would this possibly work? How long could the nation survive it? Just oh, well, should rich people get the money too? In order for Americans to have a path forward. And one of your solutions is universal basic income, $12,000 to every American adult. So first off, why should well-off people like you and me get $12,000 a year from the government? Well, see, the question is not why should people get, get money for not even working? The question's not what effect that that would have in turning, uh, in, in sapping people of their work ethic and uh, destroying uh, the motivation to get out of bed in the morning and pr- engage in productive uh, enterprise, the unfairness of taking money away from people and just giving it to others. None of that is of any concern to Stephanopoulos. He just wants to know, well, rich people shouldn't get it, should they? Uh, this has been in place in one state, Alaska, for almost 40 years, where it's universal. Everyone in the state gets between one and $2,000 a year from oil money. And because it's universal, there's no stigma attached. It's not a rich-to-poor transfer, and it's wildly popular. In- well, it is a rich-to-poor transfer. It, it, it is taxation on their oil wealth. The people in Alaska decided they didn't want all that money sitting in government coffers, so they voted it for themselves, which is what the founders said would happen in a pure democracy. People will figure out that they can vote themselves uh, a living. And yeah, I think it's wrong in Alaska as well. But Alaska is sort of a unique case. It's got a very small population and huge oil resources. It's got a small population because it's bitterly cold and not that many people would live there for $12,000 a year. But it's wrong there as well. But Andrew Yang wants to justify taking the country down full bore communism because they're doing it in Alaska. A conservative state. So what we have to do is we have to make it a right of citizenship for all Americans and do what they are doing in Alaska with oil money, with technology money for all for everyone around the country. They had that surplus. This is going to cost two to three trillion dollars, more than half the federal government's current spending. So how are you going to pay for it? Well, if you look around, who are going to be the biggest winners from AI and new technologies? It's going to be Amazon, Google, Facebook, and we all can see that Amazon paid zero in federal taxes last year. So what we have to do is we have to join every other advanced economy and have a value-added tax that would fall on the Amazons of the world. And because our economy is now so vast at $20 trillion, up $5 trillion in the last 12 years, a value-added tax at even half the European level would generate over $800 billion in new revenue. But that, the value-added tax could end up hurting people at the lower end of the income scale. You also want to consider consolidate welfare programs and and the the thousand dollars would make it would be offset against any other federal benefits people get so couldn't that end up helping helping well-off people much more than those at the lower end of the income scale you know um the people at the top end of the the income scale consume a lot more and you can actually make the vat so it falls more heavily on luxury goods as opposed to consumer staples so the the way for us to get this money is really to go to where the money is and where the money is is in the hands of the amazons and the googles and facebooks of the world you also get- <laughs> so we're just going to take it from the uh, the successful companies destroy the jobs that they're creating now, i'm no big fan of amazon i i believe that they're uh, they need to be regulated so that uh, it, it's not anti-competitive. It's destroyed the free enterprise uh, system in retail. But you can't just go to people and say, uh, give us your money because we want to give it to somebody else. That's not the way this works. 
value-added tax would be just another tax, just another stepping stone along the path to full-blown communism. I didn't play it, but uh, uh, Yang goes on to say quite clearly that this uh, the guaranteed minimum income of $12,000 a year, why stop at $12,000 a year? Hell, people still be poor at that rate. Go ahead and make it $100,000 a year. But he said quite clearly this minimum income will not interfere with reparations. So you're going to get a thousand. Everybody's going to get a thousand dollars. You're going to take it from Amazon. And then on top of that, you're going to turn around and give that thousand dollars right back in the form of reparations. If you uh, happen to be born any anything but black, I guess the reparations would quickly spread to Native Americans as well. And hell, for that matter, you know, uh, Irish Americans suffered a lot of uh, deprivations when they arrived here. So why why shouldn't they get it? They'll uh, the Jewish people will want to get in on it. The Mormons will want to get in on it. The Mormons were terribly treated. There is no stopping this. Once you let this communist cat out of the bag, there's no stopping it. And really, at this point, all of it is is designed in the furtherance of this cult Marxist ideology. Everybody's a victim except for white men. And they've got the white men in the Democrat field out there uh, uh, genuflecting and scraping and begging forgiveness just as hard as they can. The only one that's uh, given any pass on it is full bore communist Bernie Sanders. And he's uh, soon going to have to be apologizing for being too old. Here's a here's an example of that. This is Beto O'Rourke. Had the misfortune of being born a white, a rich white male, and so now he has to apologize. He's uh, he's in front of one of these uh, these you know black grievance groups demanding that he apologize, and he he quickly does just that. Um, I talked about our marriage and also the way in which I acknowledge the truth of the criticism that I have enjoyed white privilege. Absolutely. Undeniable. Uh, as I've shared with, with others and certainly became uh, a topic of conversation in the Senate campaign, I have been arrested twice in my life. Uh, one for attempted criminal trespass and another uh, more graver offense of driving while intoxicated. Those mistakes didn't end up defining me or narrowing my options in life. And it's not because I'm a great person or I'm a genius or I figured anything out. A lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm a white man. A lot of it has to do with the fact that you married into a wealthy family and you come from a wealthy family. Oh, man. I could go on and on like this. It's just unbelievable. You know, you got Bernie Sanders out there. He wants felons to be able to vote in jail not after they've paid their debts to society not after they're off parole he wants them to be able to cast ballots from jail and oh by the way that happened in florida during the last governor's election the democrats went into the jail with ballots and got people to uh, to vote well that takes us to the end of this edition of america or, uh, right now with jim dawes thanks for joining us Catch us on Twitter and uh, YouTube. Be sure to follow and like. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, We'll talk to you later.
As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details.